Welcome to the Sensual Feminine Life Podcast. I am your host, Jen Bogaiski, where I will take you on a deep dive into your own life so that hidden, hurting parts of your soul can be healed. This is a podcast about love, sex, pleasure, and relationships. You will learn how to feel safe, to truly love and connect with your body, surrender to the desires and hungers of your soul, and step into the beautiful, sensual, feminine, sexy, and powerful woman you were created to be. I believe deeply in my soul that sexuality is the missing key in personal growth and development. It is time to toss away all of the nonsense you have been taught about these taboo topics and heal your relationship to your sexuality. You can eliminate shame and guilt, own your sexy confidence, feel incredible in your skin, embrace the depths of exquisite pleasure and have the deeply connected relationships you truly desire. Grab your cozy socks, pour yourself a glass of wine, get comfy, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Sensual Feminine Life Podcast. And today, I'd like to dive deeper into self-expression and all of the range of emotions that we have. And this podcast is really inspired by, I'll call a roller coaster of feelings, like over the past couple of weeks. So if I think back to the week before I was going to do my dance showcase, there were so many things that were showing up for me. Um, I like to to tell a few of my friends that it was the the three M's. It was the trifecta of the M's. It was mom, men, and money. And it was like anything that could have happened in these three areas right before I was going to have this amazing experience tried to show up in my path and distract me from my goal. And it was wild and crazy how all three of these things, all on top of one another. And it made me just sit back and reflect on all of the things that showed up. My feelings and what I showed internally versus externally about how I felt, um, as well as how I showed up like in front of my kids as well too. Because what I realized is there were a lot of ups and downs <laughs> in that particular week and even the week after. And it made me think about how 
my kids see me. And some of you may or may not have seen, but um, last Friday, I created a post about one of my boys, and I was having a really, really, I'll call it emotional day. It was a roller coaster of emotions. It was high, low, high, low. This could be happening. This could not. And then work things came in the way. And it was just like this overwhelming pounding of emotions layering on top of one another. And what I have experienced to be true is when I have a big launch, a big decision, a big performance, right? It's like taking that big leap, big risks come up. There are also some crazy boulders that decide that they are going to show up along the way. And I went out to dinner with a friend. And on my way home, my son texted me. And of course, it was raining horribly. So I called him back. And um, I basically had said to him, you know, if you want to go out with your friends, that's fine. You know, just be careful. And I said, I would really love to come home and just take a really nice long bath. And it's the one thing about my new place is I have an amazing place, but I have a shower. I don't have a bathtub. The boys actually have one, but any moms out there who have boys, you know what? That's their bathroom. I have no desire to take a nice, warm, comfy salt bath in the boys' bathroom, right? So it's kind of all I really wanted when I came home, but of course I didn't have that. And when I walked in my home, I saw my son lighting candles and putting them all over my living room. And I went into the kitchen and I'm like, did I leave my tea in the microwave from earlier? And my son said, no, I made that for you. Mm, and I just had like the biggest smile on my face. And then I go to sit down and just rest. And he goes into my bedroom and grabs a blankie and pillow, gives it to me. And I was just in such awe. You know, I think so many of us want that type of relief and relaxation. And I have to honestly say, I don't know if I've ever like experienced that, like in my, you know, relationship, in my partnership. I've been divorced for what, a little over five years now, I believe. So, you know, it's not like I have a man when I come home that he's going to you know, give me a nice massage and all that good stuff, right? So I'm just, I'm not used to any kind of pampering when I come home. And I have no words to describe how I felt when he did that for me. You know, it's it was fascinating for him to even think about 
what are the little things that I can do for mom? I don't drive, so I can't go to the store and get her anything, right? Like, I don't have any money to go get her anything either. So let me do what I can. That would be a nice, simple gesture. And I smiled. He even gave me a like a two-minute head scratch or shoulder rub, right? And um, we talked about it today. And shared with him how much it meant to me and he smiled and um it really made me think about what was it that made him want to do something nice and and not that he doesn't do nice things but I allowed myself to be extra vulnerable on Friday and share my sadness. Now, if I think about it, my kids, they'll see me angry and frustrated, especially with them, right? There's something I'm upset about work about. They'll hear me scream at my computer and they just ignore it for the most part. And if I'm mad or frustrated at them, they know it. But sadness it was just very, very different. It's a different kind of vibration. And it really made me think about how do I show up in front of my kids? Because I've been doing this energy work and managing of my energy for the last decade. And I think I do a really good job of managing my own energy and processing, but I usually process in private, right? Like I don't need my children to save me and rescue me, right? I don't need them to be the pillow that I am comforted by. It's not their job. It's my job. So I think when I am ever sad, they don't usually see it. But I think what I really realized is that it was me expressing my sadness that touched his heart. That he was able to see and witness and experience. And he didn't know what was going on. But he could feel it. And, and as I'm sitting here, you know, giving this podcast, I even remember one of my older children um, years ago. I remember being really sad sitting at my kitchen table. And I remember Matthew just feeling me. He just came up to me. He didn't even say anything. He just put his arms around me. It's wild. It was like he knew I was sad. And him just coming over and acknowledging my sadness 
and comforting me was exactly what I needed in that moment. There was no judgment. There was no, you shouldn't be sad. It was, I see you, and I'm here for you. And, and that's exactly what happened on Friday night. My son basically said, I see you, I hear you, I'm here for you. I love you. And it really opened up my eyes to how often I allow or don't allow my children to see that side of me. And it's not like I'm going to be sitting there you know, sad and crying every day, right? But I think it's important to let them know this is a part of life. We're going to have happy moments and we're going to have sad moments and we're going to have angry moments and it's all okay. And if you listened to any of my podcasts on the uh, beauty of the seven deadly sins that aren't really deadly, um, we talk about a lot of those things. Feeling our jealousy, feeling our anger, feeling the greed. That they're not bad. They're part of who we are. And I think when we model permission to allow our children to see us in all of the facets of life, playing all 88 of our keys of life. It models permission for them to do the same thing. It reminds me of the song. Um, it's called Bitch by Meredith Brooks. And in the song... Um, and I'll sing a little bit to you and then do a little bit of uh, uh, reflection. But it says, yesterday I cried. You must have been relieved to see yourself the sun. I can understand how you can be confused. I don't envy you. I'm a little bit of everything. All rolled into one. I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a child. I'm a mother, I'm a sinner, I'm a saint. I do not feel ashamed. I'm your hell, I'm your dream. I'm nothing in between. You know you wouldn't want it any other way. And I think about those words. I'm a bitch and I'm a lover. A child and a mother. A sinner and a saint. I'm your hell in your dream, like all the complete opposites. And that last phrase, you know you wouldn't want it any other way. And I love that piece of this song because it's like, you know, yesterday you cry, today you're happy. Like, what's going on? And the truth is, 
that's part of life. That's how it rolls. You know, we don't have to be happy all the time. We can feel sad. We can feel angry. And you know what? It's important for us to show up that way and to know that the people in our lives closest to us see that part of us. You know, it's there's a book out there. Um, I can't remember who the author is, but it is Why Men Love Bitches. <laughs> and and the whole point of the book is the fact that a man doesn't want someone who is just a people pleaser. A man wants someone who is going to be the woman to be there herself. Right? Because that allows him to be a stronger man. You may challenge him, but he kind of likes that challenge. If there's no challenge, there's no desire. It's not as much fun. It's all about living the fullest expression of who we are. And I invite you to really take a look at not just yourself, but those around you and observe how you show your feelings or don't show your feelings to your partner, to your kids. Most of the time, our friends know what's going on. But do you hide your feelings from your children? As I'm sitting here and reflecting, it, it's kind of the greatest disservice if all our children are doing is seeing us happy all the time. Because it makes them think that that's the way the world is, that the world is perfect and, you know, you need to be happy all the time. And... The truth of the matter is, our life can be like a roller coaster. It's up and down, and that's okay. Now, we don't want to wallow in our feelings, but we want to allow ourselves to feel. And when we can do that, we show and model permission for those closest to us, to witness and see that. So that they know when they feel sad or angry or whatever the feeling is, that it's okay for them. And honestly, as I've been talking with my son for the last almost 24 hours about this entire experience from last night, it was a gift for both of us. Me showing him my sadness was a gift to him. And allowing him to know that it's okay to feel that way and adults feel that way too. And him showing his generosity and kindness and love was such a gift to me.
And I didn't do it for attention or drama. We all have people that we know, friends, family members, that when they're not getting what they want in life, they can tend to create drama around it because they are seeking and wanting attention. When someone does not know how to ask for what they want, they play victim. And they try to manipulate others and make them feel bad so that they can get attention. And that's not at all what this was. This was me just feeling and processing, right? This was me being full in myself and feeling it, right? Not looking or seeking for anything from anybody. And that's what made this even more beautiful because I was already full of my own energy, not lacking, not seeking. And then to have this experience, this gift in front of me, it was just pure overflow. This is what our life is meant to be. When you are in the fullest expression of who you are, you're not in need, you're not in lack, you're not seeking anything. You are in the moment, feeling it all, satisfied with what is, and then you're able to expand and feel and experience more in this overflow starts to flood into your body and your energy field and then starts to grow and expand. So moving from this needy, victim-y, lacking mentality to this happy with what is, satisfied, content, and yet expansive and overflowing. This is what abundance looks and feels like. This is the key to our growth and happiness. It is being in the depths of all of our feelings, of all of who we are, being satisfied and fulfilled with what is, to expand our container, to allow more love in. When you are filled with love of self, you attract more love and then can expand and create more and more abundance and prosperity and love in your life. And that, my friends, is the secret to life. Feeling all of our feelings, living the fullest of our truth, experience it all, 
not hiding it, but living in the world in those fullness of feelings and inviting the overflow and the abundance into our lives. And if you are curious and how you can bring more of that kind of energy into your life, I invite you to reach out. Let's have a conversation together. Let me show you and teach you how you can learn to live in that same way. It doesn't happen overnight. You don't just read a book or flip on a switch. It takes intentional choices, intentional effort, managing your energy in living in your body, living in the fullness of who you are. If you want more of that, I would love to connect more with you. Thank you so much for listening to the Sensual Feminine Life podcast. I'm your host, Jen Begeiske. If you have enjoyed what you heard today, be sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss future episodes. And leave a review to help reach other passionate women like you know they are not alone in this journey to experiencing thriving relationships, exquisite pleasure, and sexy confidence. If you have felt a calling to take this work to a deeper level, this is your sacred invitation to join my free Facebook group, Essential Feminine Life, or schedule a heart-to-heart with me to learn more about how you can take this work to the next level and say yes to your pleasure and your desire.